This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Five years after being exposed for selling aborted baby body parts for profit, abortion forces are still persecuting the journalists who uncovered them. Center for Medical Progress journalist David DeLayden and Central Merritt are facing the possibility of 10 years in prison and millions of dollars in punishment. Thomas More Society attorney Peter Breen is the lead attorney in the case, and he's my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. Additional charges against two pro-life investigative journalists have been dropped in the case of the people of the state of California versus David DeLayden and Sandra Merritt of the Center for Medical Progress. In a hearing held over Zoom yesterday, two of the ten charges against Merritt and one of the ten against DeLayden were dropped, according to My Valley News. DeLayden and Merritt are the undercover journalists from the CMP responsible for exposing the fetal body part trafficking scandal taking place at Planned Parenthood affiliates around the nation. Yesterday, California's criminal case against them went before Judge Suzanne Ramos-Bolanos in a hearing to request the dismissal of all or some of the criminal charges. Attorneys from the Thomas More Society filed a motion for leave to file a third amended complaint in a federal religious liberty lawsuit against New Jersey Governor Philip Murphy. Given the decline of COVID deaths and hospitalizations to near zero in that state, the Reverend Kevin Robinson, a Catholic parish priest, and Rabbi Israel Lopfer, a leader of an Orthodox Jewish synagogue, have expanded their claims for relief against Murphy and his administration on account of indoor gathering restrictions that interfere with worship. Robinson and Nuffer are asking the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey to prevent Murphy and other state officials from enforcing executive orders that bar their respective houses of worship from holding indoor religious services with more than 25% capacity, leaving them with only minuscule congregations. A pro-life activist painted a blue and pink mural displaying the phrase Baby Lives Matter in front of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Washington, D.C. during the weekend and plans to paint more murals across the country. This mural is the latest effort of the Baby Lives movement, which began two weeks ago after artist and pro-life activist Taylor Hansen spent seven hours painting a Baby Lives Matter mural on the street in front of Planned Parenthood abortion facility in his hometown of Salt Lake City, Utah. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Five years ago, the world was horrified by the undercover videos of the Center for Medical Progress that documented that Planned Parenthood and its affiliates were actually selling aborted baby body parts for profit. And what happened then? Well, they went right around and they charged the Center for Medical Progress and its, its principles with a variety of civil and criminal offenses. That's been going on now for five years. Peter Breen with the Thomas More Society has been the lead attorney for the Center for, for, the Center for Medical Progress. Peter, welcome to the program. 
Hey, thanks for having me, Kip. Hey, anytime. Uh, well, I got to tell you, this, this case is just getting stranger and stranger and stranger. I mean, five years ago, these videos came out. There's been a whole series of other things that have happened since. We know that, for example, there's sworn testimony. Essentially, the people involved from Planned Parenthood and its affiliates have admitted that everything that was on the videos released by David Delayden and his co uh, and his cohort, Sandra Merritt, was accurate. And yet they're facing oh, and- criminal charges. That that was the thing. You know, we were in the middle of this, uh, you know, the the just a death match trial with them, seven week jury trial in San Francisco, and it was right at the end that they finally conceded meekly and allowed the, the stipulation to be read to the jury that every word that was said on those videos was the word. Those are the words spoken by their employees. So this business of doctoring or what have you of the videos absolutely false. Uh, so totally put the lie to that. And, uh, and so that, that was, that's part of the context here. And so it's, it's, uh, after years of using this, uh, Oh, it was deceptively edited, uh, argument when it, when push came to shove in court, it was well edited. It was properly edited just the same way you would uh, find any other, uh, undercover journalism project on the, on national news. Well, I know that the uh, forensic uh, group coal fire, went over the videos and gave them a clean bill of health. And even Fusion GPS, of all people, said that there was no deceptive editing. And, and that was the thing. So this this was the, uh, at the time, you know, Planned Parenthood was reeling as these videos came out week after week. And uh, they hired this Fusion GPS outfit. None of us had heard of them at the time. You've heard of them since because they were uh, involved, uh, you know, with the, uh, the Hillary Clinton uh, Steele dossier scandal. Uh, so that, you know, they've really been discredited in the time since. Uh, but what was interesting was, you know, Planned Parenthood was pushing that to the public at the time. Well, when we tried to address some of those issues, bring that forward in the court cases, Planned Parenthood said, no, 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 we don't want any part of it. Uh, you know, you shouldn't put Fusion GPS or the coal fire report in front of the jury. They didn't want any part of it. And that was part of why they just said, yep, yep. No, the words were accurate. And I'll tell you this is the big problem that we're seeing both in the criminal cases and the civil cases. David Daleiden's publications were true. He found evidence of horrific, illegal, and gruesome practices by Planned Parenthood and their allies. And instead of focusing on that, you know, Planned Parenthood's strategy has been continually to try to redirect, uh, you know, change the focus uh, away from what actually showed up on the videos. Which was horrific. I remember when they were released. I uh, I was horrified, absolutely horrified. The first one just knocked me out. And uh, I was at a meeting with the communications department later that week, and everybody was just stunned by what had been revealed. And further, now we're stunned by the fact that <laughs> they're going, they're killing the messenger on this. Now this has been going on for five years. Now what is it that David and and uh, Sandra Merritt are facing. I, I know they're facing maybe prison time. They're facing uh, financial ruin. What's going on? Right. So, so we've got uh, you know, the one of the one of the strategies of the other side on this was to swamp us with litigation. So we've got the there's a felony criminal case in California right now. Uh, that was uh, there are ten counts left there where there were fifteen. We got you know five or six of them thrown out. Uh, they added another one, so now we're back back at ten. We're fighting that. Uh, very vigorously to try to get the rest of the charges thrown out. That was just for illegal taping. And it's the first time and only time in California history that a journalist has been 
prosecuted for illegal taping. And and it's the same, uh, you know, this is the same attorney general's office that uh, was highlighting when animal rights undercover journalists, uh, when they did their taping, you know, uh, the attorney general's office did uh, press releases with them and said, oh, you know, thank you so much for doing all you're doing. Well, when we do it and actually under uncover, you know, evidence of, of terrible illegal things, uh, instead of addressing the illegal things, they, again, they shoot the messenger. Uh, so we're, fa- you know, uh, David and Sandra are facing a, a decade in San Quentin in that case. Uh, and, you know, look, we're confident, uh, we're working hard, but it, you know, it is, it's a tough road in the civil cases. You know, that's the other thing that's going on right now. Big, big, big things there too. Well, I think we also need to point out that one of the, uh, prime players in the, of the instigators of the criminal charges was a woman by the name of Kamala Harris, who was the attorney general of the state of California at that time, who is now a U.S. senator and seems to be a potential vice presidential candidate for the Democratic nomination. And she was the one who was pursuing this. And she and her uh, successor, a gentleman by the name of Javier Becerra, uh, has continued it. And they are both recipients of Planned Parenthood money. And and they are, I mean, it's it's not... You know, it wasn't Planned Parenthood along with some other donors. I mean, Javier Becerra, on his election night, he gave his acceptance speech, you know, say the the thank you speech of of the victory in front of a Planned Parenthood banner. Planned Parenthood paid for his victory night, uh, you know, his, his whole celebration. He thanked them profusely for everything they were doing. You know, and both he and uh, and Kamala Harris had you know pledged their undying loyalty to the abortion industry and particularly to Planned Parenthood. So you, you've got something. I mean, it, it is a, an entirely, utterly political prosecution. Uh, and so we've been trying to raise that with the court. Uh, you know, that the CEOs of the Planned Parenthoods were regularly meeting with Kamala Harris as she was, you know, issuing uh, the search warrant on David's home, David Delighton's home. Uh, you know, these folks. The, the law enforcers are supposed to be neutral, but in this case, they clearly are not. Uh, they're tied in with Planned Parenthood deeply, and they're pushing Planned Parenthood's agenda with this prosecution, not, not the interests of justice. Well, in the interest of justice, what has happened to Planned Parenthood in the interim? Uh, they, there's pretty solid evidence that they had indeed been conducting in very illegal activities. Are they coming out unscathed? Well, no. So that this is the thing. We, we've gotten, we've had criminal referrals from the, the U.S. House and Senate. We're assured that there are still investigations going on inside the FBI, but also there have been, uh, you know, been moves by the both federal government and the state government to re, to pull funds away from Planned Parenthood. You know, the Trump administration cut Planned Parenthood out of about sixty million dollars of. Uh, uh, funding that they used to rely upon. So that has been very, uh, that's been a good move, a strong move there. You know, there's another half billion, you know, it's five or 600 million that now needs to be uh, uh, addressed. And I know there are continued pushes. Without uh, without the David Daleiden videos, uh, there probably wouldn't have been the, the political will to take those steps. And then state by state, uh, numerous states uh, that had not really been moving on life have been pushing forward with pro-life initiatives, uh, whether in terms of regulating abortion to uh, to ensure that uh, you know the, the abortion clinics actually follow health and safety regulations, or that uh, you know that that women are not coerced or forced into abortions. 
and then also spending spending decisions. So the state of Texas excluded Planned Parenthood from its Medicaid program because of the videos. And so far, that has been upheld by the courts. Uh, so, you know, you're seeing some good benefit. Is it, uh, is it where we want to be? Never. It's never enough uh, there. But, uh, you know, you are seeing a lot of benefit. And then public relations and public perception of abortion changed because of these videos. And that change has actually held in the polling since then. You can still see that change in people's minds and hearts having seen these videos. Are we going to see some Planned Parenthood officials facing criminal charges? Well, uh, they should have been. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to make any promises. And I think you know, part, of the, part of the thing that we face now is because of what the, uh, the Planned Parenthood and their allies uh, in the media have done in terms of focus, it's made it tougher for prosecutors to really come after these guys. You know, and one of the one of the prosecutors who came after, uh, he shut down a tissue procurement uh, racket in Orange County, California. Well, that prosecutor was then, uh, you know, he he lost his seat uh, in, in the last election. So uh, now he did get rid of that uh, that entity. He had a prosecution, and there was a uh, an agreed cessation uh, by this place, Da Vinci Biologics. They were they were buying and selling fetal tissue from the local Planned Parenthood. That, that operation was shut down, multi-million dollar settlement and, a, and an agreement uh, that they had, you know, they'd done wrong. Uh, so, again, should these folks go, uh, go to jail? Yes, uh, clearly. You know, they're, they're doing things that are not, uh, not right, not in accord with the law. I don't know if we're actually going to see it, though. I, 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 I wish we would. I keep being assured that people are looking at this at the highest levels. Uh, but, again, until you see it, you, you really can't, uh, you can't know for sure. Well, this would be a federal issue, wouldn't it, if it uh, actually comes to criminal charges? We're talking state lines here and all sorts of things. Most most states, so the federal government has a ban on uh, sale of, of fetal tissue and parts for profit. Uh, but most states have a similar ban, or many states have a similar ban, and, and it, it, it gets wrapped into your laws on uh, organ transplants. You know, we don't buy and sell organs, human organs either, but especially that it's more uh, more acute where the, uh, you know, the, you know, the little child had no say in their parts being harvested from them. Uh, you know, really a disgusting uh, process uh, there. And so you're seeing that. And then there, there are also, I mean, flat out, <laughs> I was reminded, one of the crimes that was uncovered was murder. Uh, you actually have, uh, you know, little you know, children that are, that are emerging intact because they're, the, the abortion clinics will use abortion procedures, which make it more likely for a, a child to actually emerge uh, fully intact and with a heart beating. And those children are just handed over to, uh, to dissection uh, for their organs. Uh, so it's really, I mean, and I don't want to, don't want to, uh, uh, I hope no one's eating while they're listening to this, but I mean, some of the stuff that was uncovered is just absolutely gruesome. It is indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a, at a fact sheet here. Uh, things, for example, a retired late-term abortionist testified that she routinely killed babies in utero with digoxin to prevent what she called the bigger disaster of a live birth. Uh, we've got uh, another one saying that uh, she confessed to knowing that her procurement uh, business partner was actually involved in profiting from trade, uh, profiting from the trade. Uh, another one said that the fetal tissue broker admitted that selling baby hearts and intact baby heads and even intact fetuses. It, well, and, and Kip, I mean, so 
the, the, this was something we were trying to make the point to folks. It, it can be, it's a difficult subject to talk about. But when a child emerges intact in the midst of, a, you'd call it a botched abortion at that point, uh, you have to presume the child is alive. And we had evidence we presented in court during our criminal case you know, that child's heart beats for you know, anywhere up to seven minutes. The problem is the, uh, the fetal tissue harvester is coming in and they will start procuring tissue, in other words, by dissection of this fully intact child within two or three minutes. And so necessarily, uh, the cause of death of that child is going to be uh, being literally vivisected uh, uh, by these, uh, you know, by the tissue procurement technician. Uh, so really, again, they have admitted that there have been live births and they've killed them. And that is that. Well, they're certainly, you know, they, they would they would say on the other side. Well, we're not admitting that we would kill them. It's just we're we're rendering no aid. And and then we would say, well, well, but then you're also handing them off to the tissue procurement technician. And uh, you know, certainly the you know you want the freshest possible organs. You know, the, the the tissue procurement technician is sitting outside the abortion clinic room. So as soon as that as that child is aborted, uh, and the remains are then brought to the 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 laboratory next door. I mean, they're they're doing procurement on that on that child right away. Uh, so if that child is not yet dead, uh, I mean, you've got the cause of death being tissue procurement, fetal fetal organ and tissue procurement. Again, gruesome stuff, but uh, but absolutely necessary to let the American people know this is what goes on in these abortion clinics, uh, and and frankly, to let women who uh, who may be approached at a vulnerable time, they're being approached and said, hey. Do you want to donate your your child's remains to science? Well, what they're talking about is this fetal tissue harvesting business, and so you know. And again, I you know we're, we're obviously not promoting abortion, but for if you you know women happen to be in that situation, uh, you know we we think they've actually been defrauded uh, and pressured into into you know being complicit in this. It, it's really really terrible when you start thinking through the implications. Well, the issue of abortion aside, and that's a very difficult thing to do because this is obviously a, a huge issue. There are people on both sides of the issue. But you mentioned something. I'm, in fact, I'm going to quote you here. You said that uh, the legal actions against David Leiden pose an even deeper threat to the freedoms of every American. So people who are not concerned with abortion one way or the other are potentially being affected by this. And Part of the, 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 when you look at the civil cases particularly, uh, the legal theories, so Planned Parenthood sued David and his team civilly in federal court in San Francisco, their legal theories could be used against any undercover journalist uh, on any scope of topics. So if you think about it, you know, even if you don't care about abortion or if you're not, if that's not your issue, you think about the issues you do care about, whether it's political corruption. Uh, whether it's mistreatment of animals, uh, whether it's mistreatment of the environment, or or you know uh, uh, shady uh, medical practices, anything that's out there, or, or consumer fraud, the legal theories used against David were the same as could be used against uh, ABC or CBS or NBC or any of the other undercover journalists who do you know citizen journalists who are out there who are giving us incredible footage that help us to, to govern our society together. So again, those same legal theories that they're using against David, they're saying, well, uh, it was, it was fraud of you to go in, uh, by not tell us exactly who you were and why you were here. Well, 
Well, no undercover journalist, you know, comes right out and says, hi, I'm, I'm Bob Smith. I'm a reporter for such and such. And I'm here to take a tape of you that's going to embarrass you because you're doing bad things. Uh, so if that's able to be taken to court and you lose uh, as an undercover journalist, uh, that pretty much puts the entire practice of undercover, undercover journalism at risk of extinction. Well, Peter, let me ask you a question based on my personal experience. As you know, I've uh, been a reporter most of my life. There have been instances where I, I've never done undercover reporting. I have to say that up front. I've never been an undercover reporter. But I have been in situations where I've been, in a, for example, in a public area of a courthouse, and I've overheard conversations that were stated there, and the people were unaware that I was a reporter, I was under no obligation to, to tell them that I was because you know, I wasn't actually talking to them. But in a case like that, and believe me, I've heard a lot of things that, that had a lot of implications. Would that perhaps have meant that I could have been liable? You know, that is a really interesting question, Kip. And I, I would say this, if someone's talking loudly enough that you uh, were able to hear them uh, and, and you, know, you were not part of that conversation, uh, they can't very well say that you, you know, you shouldn't have heard it. Uh, what the similar situation, it's, it's a little slightly. So think of it this way. What, what happened with David and Sandra, uh, would have been if put yourself in the spot where you were one of the people in the conversation, uh, and there could have been folks overhearing it. Uh, and so let's just say you'd recorded it. Well, what the courts are, the, the, the attorney general took the position and Planned Parenthood took the position that even though people could have overheard that conversation. You know, there are folks at tables right next to the people that David recorded that the presence of those people was not enough to, to make it a non-private conversation. And, and I would say this, uh, the way the California law in particular uh, is drafted, that should have been enough. So the fact that there was a Kip Allen standing a few feet away who could overhear it uh, may, may have overheard it is the way that uh, the statute says it. it says may reasonably uh, expect to be overheard. Uh, that should be enough to be a defense. But the way the laws are being interpreted and applied, you know, very, very viciously by the Attorney General of California and then, uh, you know, by Planned Parenthood in court, uh, would even make those situations, uh, would make it criminal uh, for someone like David to be able to to record you. So again, you're, you're bringing up situations that are I, I would have had a really good, solid answer for you a few years ago and said, well, of course you could do that. Uh, you know, they're just common sense. And now because of what they're uh, advancing in court, that it's no longer common sense. And that is indeed very frightening. As I said, you know, I've, I've been in that situation several times where I have overheard things. Uh, I wasn't identified as a reporter, but I wasn't part of the conversation. So I didn't have to. Uh, and frankly, I got some very good stories that way over my career. Uh, well, Kip, you know, let me let me say this. You know, imagine you know you, you've seen on the TV uh, uh, issues where you've got uh, medical uh, malpractice, or you've got shady, you know, people advertising they've got a cure for this or that. Uh, and uh, let's just say you're an intrepid undercover reporter. Uh, you've got your camera on and everything, and uh, you know you go to the uh, the doctor's office saying, "Oh, you know, I've got this pain, and I think your miracle cure can cure me." Uh, well, and then they let you in and they treat you and all that. You take video of the whole thing, show it was quackery. Well, under the theories that Planned Parenthood advanced and that the district court, the federal district court accepted, you've committed trespass. 
because uh, you went on under false pretenses, even though it was, you know, it was a doctor's office, they let you in and you know, what have you. And you've committed fraud, uh, tort fraud. And the doctor can, you know, he can then not only get money damages out of you, he can also enjoin you from ever getting on, you know, coming to his property or, or, uh, or being in any way surreptitious about uh, his, you know, your involvement with him. So essentially it's an, it insulates quacks from being able, you know, now they can, they can practice their quackery uh, unimpeded. All sorts of wrongdoers uh, can do their things, you know, unimpeded. I mean, frankly, I mean, you know, the same thing would work for a, you know, the same theory would apply to a corrupt politician. Uh, you know, any sort of entity doing things that are wrong or bad, uh, you're putting the onus on the undercover reporter uh, that they have to come right out and say why they're there and that they're they're doing surreptitious recording of your your bad practices. Uh, it, it just it turns the whole system on its head and would really be the death knell of undercover journalism. Well, Pierre, we're coming to the end of the program. Uh, I'd like to end it by saying, where do we go from here? What's, what is the status of uh, David and Sandra and the investigation into Planned Parenthood, if indeed it is still going on? What happens for this point? Well, right now in the legal case, we are on appeal are looking to get on appeal uh, from our jury trial in Planned Parenthood. You know, the, the judge has set a $600,000 appellate bond. And so we are, uh, we are working very hard to get that money together uh, so that we can have that proper appeal and get David and uh, Sandra vindicated. Uh, in, this, in the criminal case, you know, we're fighting hard against these charges. So all of those things together, we are just continuing to, to, to just work very, very hard. Uh, we've got other cases, too, involving David that we didn't even have a chance to chat about today. But we just we need your prayers. We need your support uh, from from folks across the country and then continuing to talk to friends and neighbors, sharing on social media. You know, David keeps putting videos out. Uh, so continue to share those videos and, and do all of that together. You know, thomasmoresociety.org is our website if you want to get more updates at thomasmoresociety.org and more is with one O. And then, of course, you can go to stunnerformedicalprogress.org to see more of David's videos. Well, thank you very much, Peter. It's indeed a, a very crucial case, I think perhaps more important than many people fully realize. There's a lot more at stake here than, than just, uh, just the abortion issue. Absolutely. It goes to every issue that you care about and that your family and friends care about as well. Thank you again for being on the program. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.